from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to have on the broadcast with us Tyler Roberson here. He's on the West Coast, and so he is with us this morning. He's a lot earlier over there than it is over here, and we're very happy to have him here on the show. So had him all set and ready to go, and, and we're happy to have him here on the broadcast with us this morning where sports meets life on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So always a pleasure and always an honor to reconnect with former players of Syracuse history. And Tyler Roberson, one of those guys that I got to spend a lot of time with when he was playing at Syracuse and was always an an honor and a privilege to be able to speak with him. So without further ado, let's bring him into the show for the first time ever as an alum of the program. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. And, and Tyler, catch us up, you know, let us know what's going on. What's, you know, what's, what's been going on in the world of Tyler Roberson since you left Syracuse? I graduated. I pretty much have been playing in the G League for the, uh, the Clippers the past two, three years. And uh, as far as basketball goes, that's, that's pretty much all that's been going on. What have you taken away from, from uh, playing in the G League with the Clippers? Just what you could say about the Clippers organization as well as being in the G League in general. Um, I mean, as far as being with the Clippers organization, I love it here, especially being out on the West Coast in California. Uh, it's a great place to live, and um, everybody with the organization has been, like, very, like, friendly and cool to me, and, like, I'm glad that they've wanted me back for the past two, three years. And, um, yeah, I mean, I got nothing but great things to say about the Clippers organization. When you leave Syracuse, what was what was on your mind at that point? I mean, did you feel like you had enough that you had done enough to get on? Did you feel like you still had to prove yourself more when when you took took that step to play professional basketball? Where did you think you were at when you when you left Syracuse? Um, you know, I feel like I put myself in a pretty good position to continue to play basketball after leaving Syracuse. Um, I, I played in summer league and things went pretty well with that. And then after summer league, that's when I had gotten drafted by the, the Clippers G League team and um, I went to training camp and everything and they, they said they liked me so I continued to play with them throughout the season and um, everything's been going pretty well but yeah to answer your question coming out, of, coming out of school I felt like I put myself in a pretty good position to play and then I had to do things after that obviously as far as like pre-draft workouts and summer league and things like that to continue to prove myself but I feel like I was in a pretty good spot coming out of school. Speaking here with Tyler Roberson this morning, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum who's been with the Clippers the last couple of years in the G League. Uh, Tyler, to go through summer league and go through workouts and, and all of that, what can you say about you know that that experience and what you took away? I mean, I, I've covered summer league uh, numerous times and gotten to see a lot of guys trying to find their place on a team, whether they're coming over internationally, they were you know those that were drafted, those that weren't drafted. Uh, you know, there was all different situations of, of players that were coming from all over the place. Either they were from America, had to play overseas, or they're overseas players, or they're veterans trying to, you know, get a new contract, or 
either a two-way player, they were drafted, they weren't drafted, they were drafted in the second round where nothing's promised. All different players from all different backgrounds and situations get put into Summer League. In that giant pool, what did you take away from Summer League? Um, you know, I feel like the further along you go with basketball, um, whether it be like high school, college, professional, um, the players are just become more and more like talented. Um, so I feel like with Summer League, it was my first time really playing against like um, a lot of different guys as far as college and international ball goes. So it was definitely interesting. And like the, the level of play and the pace of the game is like different as opposed to college. And as far as like not playing in this, the zone defense, just like a lot of different things I took away from it, which was like an adjustment for me. I feel like I had to like learn it pretty fast. But um, I think I did a pretty good job. I, I would say even now I'm still kind of learning, I guess. But um, yeah, I, I, I would say the biggest thing I took away from it was just like the talent level, like having guys that are over, like international and college guys and even guys that have been in the NBA coming back down to play. So just a lot of talented guys. For you, like you said, you're not playing in the zone defense when you're playing in, in summer league. What what was that transition like for you to get out of the zone and and you know get go go to you know man to man go to you know maybe some things that you were used to playing before you came to Syracuse. What was that experience like to shift out of the two three zone? Um, it was it wasn't too difficult, but I would say more so just trying to like um practice. Actual, like actually playing man-to-man was my biggest thing, so I'd play like a lot of one-on-one and things like that, but I feel like it's not the same as when you like are out there live and um, have to guard and play health defense, and it's all game speed, but um, I guess just trying to like uh, prepare for it, but it's never the same until you get into the actual gameplay, so I just tried to play a lot of one-on-one for the most part. Do you feel like the the 2-3 zone hindered you at all in in making it to the NBA? Did it make it more difficult to transition or did it not? Um I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. No, I don't think so. Uh I think it definitely was a bit of a transition, I guess, but like with anything else like just going from college into like the professional game is a transition. Like there's a ton of things you have to um adjust So you go through your time at Syracuse, speaking here once again with Tyler Roberson, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum. You go through your moments at Syracuse. We know that Jim Beheim, and now in his 44th year, we know that he he gives tough love. And you're one of the players that's been on the other side of it. Many players have. Looking back on it, hindsight 2020, what did you take away from his tough love? And and that, you know, there are times where he will critique you, critique anybody in a post-game press conference. Did you... Like it, dislike it. How did your personality mesh with with how Jim Beheim kind of handles things? You know, I feel like I had like a, a ton of different coaches, especially now being playing professional. Um, whether it be like a lot more like of a calm coach, like a coach with like Coach Beheim's personality, or um, just a coach who kind of maybe is like in between those two types of personalities and. Uh, you know, I feel like I kind of had to adjust a little bit, not too much, and I feel like he was what he was as far as his coaching personality. Like you said, he's been coaching forever, so like he's not really going to change for anybody, but um, it was just one of those things where I just had to just play through it and just kind of, you know, do what I had to do around that, because um, 
I mean, it kind of was what it was, you know. I guess I guess you can say that. Was it was it difficult, maybe with your personality, because you seem more cerebral, and coming into the locker room, you're kind of you know you would be by yourself at the locker, it looked like you were almost going through the game in your head. So you seem to internalize more. Where he'll he'll come out and he'll say stuff. Was was that difficult to have a coach that was so different? Because it, it seemed like you were more you were more one on one, more you know thinking things through and and, and talking about it maybe to yourself, but not out loud. So was it was it difficult to mesh with that? Uh, I mean, maybe at first, like I said, it was a bit of an adjustment. Um, but, like, I would say about, like, definitely junior year, senior year, like, it was just one of those, like, I kind of, I learned to, like, deal with it, like, in my own way. Um, um, like, I don't know, like, did I always, like, love it at times? No, nah, I mean, I don't know any player that, that would, but it was just one of those things, like I said, where I learned how to, Everybody's got a, a different personality, and, and coaches coach differently. And you've had different experiences of that. Do you do you think that the Jim Beheim way of kind of calling out players in a, in a post game? Do you think that that works with today's youth? I mean, because you're a young guy in this. I've seen I've seen a shift as a broadcaster of of how you know maybe people are going to take things and whatnot. Do you think that that still works to do that, or do you like you know? that's maybe other coaches just handle it in-house because sometimes we see a balance of the two, but Jim is a certain way. And like you said, 44 years, not going to change. How do you take it comparative to the players that are coming up? Cause I would imagine that, that you try to mentor some of these young guys as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I would, from what I see, like, it seems like the coaching, like personality type change is more like, it's more to like, I guess, work with the younger players and players and, I guess maybe not be as strict from what I can tell, um, but uh, your question was like, how, how do I feel about it, or like what what I prefer? Yeah, like what what you would prefer? Maybe you see how things are. Like, do you think that the approach of calling somebody out publicly does that really work with with sports today? I think it just depends on the player. I think one player it may work with, another player it may not work with. I think it just depends. I guess that's part of just being like. Uh, you know, a good coach, just knowing what would get your player going or what you can or cannot do with that certain player. So um, I wouldn't say one thing over the other. I think it just depends on, I guess, more so the player and the coach knowing that player. You know? So for you, speaking here with Tyler Roberson, you know, you've had different coaches. What have you seen through your history of, you know, playing growing up, playing in high school, college and pro? When you put it all together in a big pot, what coaching style do you like? What works for you? Um, you know, I think whether it be a teammate coach, like if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, I for sure would want them to let me know. Um, uh, like would I have it be like, you know, like spoken maybe in like, I guess an embarrassing way. No, I mean, I don't know what, how many people would like that, but like if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, I would want somebody, anybody to hundred percent let me know because, um, I'm trying to be the best I can as a basketball player as well. So, I mean, I guess I would prefer, uh, a balance between the two. Like, yeah, I think to answer your question, a balance for sure would be what I prefer in a coach. So, going throughout your time, what would you say you've learned the most up up at this point? I mean, as a as a basketball player, doing anything in life that's important, you're supposed to continue learning and growing through it all. So, what can you say is maybe the biggest lesson that you've learned in the sport of basketball up to this point? Um, 
just learning how to like you know like keep pushing through things like one day things may be going really well for you one day they may not be and just learning how to deal with that and coming in and whether I'm up like whether I'm at where I'm at right now just being a professional and dealing with it or talking to the coach if you're not if you don't agree with something as opposed to you know like not saying anything because I feel like that won't help too much so just being a professional whether it's in college or at, at the next level and um yeah just learning how to deal with those things and going about it in the right way as opposed to you know like uh having the wrong attitude because I feel like nothing good comes out of that so just doing things the right way I would say is it hard in the in the grand flow games because I mean you know it you're you're on the floor I mean at Syracuse there's thirty thousand people in the stands a lot of the times you know there's twenty thousand nineteen thousand on a bad day it could be two feet of snow outside and there's twenty two thousand people in there so there are so many opinions when you're playing the game and and fans are always going to sit in the stands has it ever been difficult for you to to deal with that because I mean Trevor Cooney is somebody that got booed at home in Syracuse. And, and I know that that was something that, that took some time for him to kind of navigate through. How did you, how do you navigate through the moments of, you know, when you're on the road, you know, you're going to hear it, but when you're at home, sometimes you hear it too. How do you navigate through that as a player? Because I, I find it that everybody's got an opinion of, of you, the player, but there's very few people on the floor that are playing the game at any given time in any game for basketball. There's 10 players on the floor, but there's 30,000 people with opinions. How do you navigate through something like that, knowing that you're playing the game, but there's a lot of people saying they could play it better? How do, how do you how do you work with that? Um, I think it's something that everybody has in the back of their minds before they play college basketball, especially at a school like you know Syracuse and ACC. So. Uh, maybe when it actually happens for some people, it's or rather than others, I don't know how people do, how other people deal with it. It's like actually more of a surprise. Like wow, like, I have a lot of criticism going on. But um, for me personally, like I feel like when I was going to Syracuse or even now, like um, there's always going to be somebody criticizing you just because it's such a high level of basketball. There's a ton of people watching, so and there's always going to be someone that has something to say, whether it's a fan or um even a coach like but um i think it's just part of dealing with it and i think everybody deals with it pretty well especially playing at a certain type of level if you don't i don't think you can really be too successful i don't think personally um but um i think you just have to have kind of thick skin in a way i guess you would say mentality is you know important in, in any in anything in life is to have a strong mind and be able to handle that is that something that you had to teach yourself is it something that had to come over time did it come at Syracuse did it come with the Clippers you know when, when did it kind of click with you and and just what you can say about the fact that you know you have to have a, a strong mentality but that's not something that 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 happens overnight no it's not something that happens overnight I think maybe with most players it's something that just like it's like a process you know like in high school whether it's dealing with certain things like life experience or college dealing with life experience or even with basketball, you just kind of grow up as a person. And um, it's, for me personally, it was like a slow, but it was a transition. And um, even now I'm still transitioning, but it's something that definitely happened over time for me personally. It wasn't just like overnight thing that I kind of woke up one day and was like, wow, like, okay, I'm going to deal with this or that situation this way. It was a process for sure. 
Speaking here with Tyler Roberson, a former Syracuse player playing in the G League with the Clippers now. Uh, Tyler, like you said, it was a process. It wasn't an overnight. When did you really start to truly feel like Tyler Roberson? When when did it, you know, a kind of all come together? Because there's those moments where we kind of see glimmers of who we want to be. We see glimmers of ourselves. But it's always a working process in life to get to where we want to go, and, and, and you always want to improve. When did you really truly feel like, you know, this is this is who Tyler is? When did you get that sense? Um, I would say in college, you know, like I can't say when exactly, but I feel like college like taught me a lot about myself, and it made me do a lot of growing up. And um, that's when I kind of started to get that feel for, like, who I am as a man. And, um you know, I, I'm still learning as about who I am as a person and as a man, but in college, I kind of started to get a better feel for that, for sure. So who are you as a man? When you got that feel at Syracuse, how would you describe yourself? Um, Like I said, I think I'm still growing. Like, I wouldn't say growing up, but I'm still learning by myself. But, um, you know, I think I would say, like, you know, I'm, I'm a good person. Like, I think anybody would want to be a good person. And um, that just wants to help others and do well with basketball and be around family um, and be a great brother, like son, um, and just do the, do all the right things in life. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I want to continue to try to do and learn it while I learn about myself. So um, I guess to kind of sum it up in a way, that's kind of what I would say without going into like a ton more, of more detail. So your time at Syracuse, you look back on it, teammates that you still keep in touch with. Is there anybody that's, that's always, you know, kind of going back and forth to any of those relationships that still continue today? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say one more than, than the other, but okay. I definitely keep in touch with a lot of different guys. And even when I'm playing in the G League, I'll come across a lot of different or a ton of different teammates. Um, and, you know, like I get to hang out with them for a little bit. And, and it's, it's cool, you know, seeing guys after maybe going, you know, months or years without seeing them and getting to catch up with them. And even seeing their their basketball games and how they've like um, added do different things and new things and um, it's definitely it's always good catching up with you know former teammates for sure. What have you added to your game, Tyler? What would you say you now have that maybe you didn't have in the wheelhouse or didn't have as much before? Um, I wouldn't say you know I've added things for sure, but I think I would say more so actually like doing those things. I feel like in college I didn't really. Um, show too much of what I can do it was more so like one or two things as opposed to now like I'm getting like I feel like I'm showing that I can like you know make different moves or do things that um someone who had seen me play in college didn't know so I definitely would say I've improved on different things but I would say it's more so just showing I can do different things if that makes sense and we we know that you can rebound we know that you had you know one of your greatest games at Cameron Indoor at Duke what can you say about that side of it because I, I know that when when you get after it you get after it so just bring me into crashing the boards and maybe where where that is in your opinion at this point in your career um I think that's something I think that's something I'll always be able to do I think that's something I kind of picked up on like as far as like being that type of rebounder while I was at Syracuse and um yeah like I said that's something I'll always do like for as long as I continue to play basketball and um yeah, like I mean, and I, I enjoy doing it. Like I, I like trying to uh, get as many rebounds as possible, and at the end of the game, like seeing 
how many offensive offensive or defensive rebounds. Like I take it as a challenge personally, and um, that's where I'm at with it. Like just trying to do that to the best of my ability, with just showing that I uh, can do other things as well at this point in my career, not just I guess showing that that's the only thing I can do. Two final pieces here with Tyler Roberson, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum. Uh, two final questions. Tyler, Marek Dolajai is wearing, wearing your old number 21 right now. Uh, how often do you pay attention to what Syracuse is doing, and do you like do you like the uh, the person that's donning 21 right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, I try to watch whenever I can. Uh, this season, I, I may, I've been able to catch different games, like, here and there, like parts of it. But I was actually at the airport the other day and I was watching the Notre Dame game. I saw the entire first half. And um, the team is like doing a good job. They're talented. And, uh, you know, uh, as far as like uh, Mark, like wearing number 21, you know, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. Um, he does like different things. I think we like played a little differently, but, um, you know, I got nothing bad to say about his game. Like uh, just from watching him play the past few years I think he's done a really good job and the the final piece for today Tyler just what words of advice you can give to players that are out there that are trying to find their way trying to find their footing maybe they're maybe they're trying to get a professional contract either here overseas maybe they're trying to you know uh, figure out what college they want to go to whatever situation that they may be in what would be some words of advice that you have for players that are out there and maybe in life in general for those that are chasing their dreams um that it's 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 a long it's a long um process like your entire career or even in life you know if you make one bad decision and you feel like everything is over or you have a bad game or just in life if something's not going on i think you have to just continue to stay positive um and if you do that and do all the right things i think everything will eventually go your way um so just i would say just being positive and doing the right things every day and not like letting a bad day or a bad game um change that that coming from tyler roberson here this morning syracuse orange men's basketball alum tyler as always i appreciate it appreciate you being with us early there on the west coast and uh, and whether i said this to you before or not you know covering you at syracuse and you know, being in the locker room, having an opportunity to get to speak with you has always been an honor to me. And the fact that we can reconnect like this uh, means a lot, too, to the relationship that hopefully we built and continue to. So I want you to know I'm always in your corner hoping the best for you, and I really thank you for taking some time with me today. Yeah, no, I really, I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's always great talking to you as well. And um, thanks for having me on the show. All right, man. Well, be well, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Okay, thanks. Take care.